Are you ready to discover who you came here to be? Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. Human Design is a system and a tool that is here to empower you and show you your greatest potential. Come learn with us and discover who you really are. Hi friends, Crystal here. Now, before we dive into this episode that I know will be providing you a lot of value and support, we wanted to share with you how we can support you off the podcast because we have a few new opportunities cooking in my kitchen and also that Leah has selected in her market. So the first offer is what we've had for a little while, which is a free guide on tips and tricks to honoring your strategy and authority. Now, if you've had a hard time understanding what your strategy is, if you've had a hard time understanding how to honor your authority and use it in your everyday life, you're going to want to head to the show notes down below and pick up this free guide. Now, our next offer is our language manual, and this is called your user manual to your true self because it reveals with you how to understand the language in human design, how to understand the key terms and the dense information in human design. We have a lot of images that give descriptions and allow you to follow your chart and learn how to use this language in your everyday life. And you can pick that up in the show notes down below. Now, our next offer is our mini classes on the four transformations, which are the variables in human design that help lead you on the path to purpose and help you better understand your process and how to get to where you are going in life. Now we have bundles with this and also a la carte classes on determination, cognition, and environment. And you can pick those up in the show notes down below. And we will be starting a variable intensive. We are super excited about this. So excited, which will be a five-week program on every single variable. And we are going to be doing a hands-on approach with this, where we'll be guiding you through the classes in depth, week by week, and you will get access to every single guidebook and workbook for life. Yes, you heard that right. Please look out for our wait list soon as this will be starting in October and there will be limited spots to this intensive. Now, we also have another class, brand new. This is brand new, you've heard it here first, that there will be a three-part series on 2027. Yep, I know everyone's interested in this class. Three live Zoom classes recorded and it's going to be on the 2027 mutation that we are all entering into. And the first class will be on August 22nd for a limited time only for the live classes. Please feel free to head to the show notes for more detail and to register for the class. Now we also have our 2022 energy forecast. Now we started at the beginning of the year. We went through all the major players that are happening in 22 and we talk about them through the lens of human design, astrology, and tarot. And you can pick that up in the show notes down below. Now, speaking of energy forecasts, we have 
a really big opportunity for you guys, especially you listeners that have been listening to us week after week with the program and the transit updates that we've been going through. So we've created a monthly bonus exclusive. Okay. This is called the program exclusive, which is going to be bonus material on the transits and more. And you'll also be getting a worksheet with this each month where we're going to talk about the gates and channels in detail for each month, as well as um, a few other things that we'll, we'll let you guys know about soon. So definitely pay attention. It'll be coming out in September. Make sure you are subscribed to our email so you can join that immediately. Now we also have nurture your child through their design. This is a class that we did, a free class that we recorded that we have decided that we're going to make a whole guidebook for. And you'll be able to pick up the recording as well as the guidebook. And we're going to be going through all the types through the lens of a child. And then we're also going to be giving you nervous system regulation through the variables. We've come up with a few ways that we've been working with our children with this, and we wanted to share it with you. So please pay attention to this coming out late August. Now, If you've been wanting to work with Leah and I one-on-one, if you enjoy how we explain human design, astrology, and tarot, I do the human design portion and Leah does the tarot portion and we both do one-on-one readings. So if you would like to get a reading, you can head to our website in the show notes down below and book a reading with us. Now I'm going to start, stop talking about all this stuff and I'm just going to let you guys get into it. Feel free to reach out to us. We love hearing from you and go ahead and listen to this next brand new episode. See you over there, friends. Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. I'm Crystal and Leah is not here. (laughs) I have a new co-host. No, I'm just kidding. I I have a special guest for today. Um, this is an interview episode. Leah could not make it to this one. So of course my desire motivation had to take the reins. So if you are new to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast, welcome. We're so happy to have you. This is a podcast for a bunch of weirdos. If we're going to be just like straight up about it, bunch of weirdos, We talk about weird stuff like today's episode is going to be a little interesting. Um, We mostly do transit weekly updates that you can find in past and forward episodes where we discuss um, the transits through human design, astrology, and tarot. Um, There's also education a lot here on on human design. We're we're big human design uh, folks over here. We'll be probably diving into a little bit of that tonight and and some variety. So let me just stop open throating for a moment. And I'm just going to go ahead and introduce our special guest, Nina. Um, Welcome, Nina. Hi. How you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm good. Good. I'm happy you're here. Um, So Nina is a variety of of, uh, geniuses. (laughs) is what I guess I should, I, is what I guess I should say. Um, she's a sculptor. She's an artist. She, she also, you know, has this, these intuitive gifts and she does Reiki. 
I mean, you name it, there's a chance she might be doing it. So (laughs) (laughs) every time I talk to her, I learn something new. Um, So today's episode, we're going to be talking about mushrooms, (laughs) specifically in a variety of fashion. Before we get into that, I want Nina, I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about you. Um, If you can remember your, your human design uh, type strategy, authority, and profile. If not, I'll let you know. And also, <laughs> um, I think, you know, your big three. So if, uh, our audience usually likes to know those kind of things and then introduce yourself with what you would like to tell our audience. Okay. Well, uh, my name is Nina Kawar. I'm uh, here in the Asheville area. I'm a studio artist as well in Marshall, North Carolina. Um, as Crystal had mentioned, which thank you again, Crystal, for having me on the show. I'm really excited to talk to you about mushrooms today because they're definitely in my world. And uh, I would consider myself an artist, uh, a sculptor, and I sculpt a lot of mushrooms. So that's one reason why uh, Crystal had invited me on the show. I anticipate it being more than just about my work, but also um, I... uh, I'm also a healer. I do Reiki work, energy work, crystal healing, um, and a, a lot of other interests as well. My business, Pure Ritual, I create physical tools, sculptures, and jewelry, um, creating objects to help others grow closer to their higher self. And it's been a really beautiful journey in connecting with the spiritual community through that body of work. Um, and uh, through my fine artwork, which I mentioned, my sculptural work, uh, I do large scale uh, sculptural work installations, um, more of um, intuitive uh, work where I'm listening to the material and creating uh, some work that others often see in galleries or exhibitions, in which I have a solo show up in Hendersonville right now at Continuum Art called Journey Home. Um, okay. So you asked me about human design profile. Well, you're, well, just all the main points, your, your, your type strategy. Well, you know, not your strategy, your type authority and profile. Okay. Well, let's see if I know all that. I know I'm a generator. Yep. Um, uh, I'm a six, two, uh, hermit, um, and role model, right? I don't know if it's the other way around role model hermit. hermit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I, I don't know what, what is the other one? Your sacral authority. Oh, sacral authority. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've got similarities, but we're also very, very different. We like definitely, I feel like the first time we met at a, a, sh- a local show in Asheville, I was like, I could tell you were a generator. <laughs> <laughs> Just because generators have this like really like open and like inviting aura, like people tend to feel a sense of like, it's like almost like, I feel like for the non-sacrals, we're like this ball of fire to them, but it's like, so it's like, you know, when flies see a light and they just like feel like they have to gravitate towards it kind of our energy (laughs) (laughs) can be intense (laughs) for the not especially yeah for the non-sacrals especially they sometimes 
I've, they've told me I'm too much and that's fine. You guys can tell me I'm too much. I probably am. So you're just telling the truth, but that, that means that, you know what? I can't help it. But I feel like that's the thing that human design gives you permission to just fall into yourself instead of trying to be all of it or something completely different. Cause I know that I, I, I mean, a lot of generators are conditioned to be manifestors because we have all this energy, but we can't initiate. And I feel like when we did your reading, that was one thing that really you were like, oh shit, I have to try to figure it. Like, I have to like figure out how to stop initiating. I feel like every generator, when we do, when I do a reading for a generator, they're like, how do I stop initiating? <laughs> so it's been, it's been a fun journey going through your design and everything. And you're definitely a genius, but because you have a right brain, you don't realize how much you actually know. And we were talking that about that briefly before we got in here. Like, I don't know if I actually know. And I'm like, you know, and so, um, I think you're a genius when it comes to the information of mushrooms in general, and it's like, they speak to you. So I'd like to hear kind of like how you got started with mushrooms. Um, and like what you think they're trying, like, let's talk about what do you think they're trying to tell us? Like, why is it becoming so popular? Mm, that's a great question. Well, first off to answer your first question on how mushrooms came into my life. Um, I was actually in grad school, so can't believe it. It was about 10 years that I stepped into grad school 10 years ago. And it was within the first semester, uh, I was, uh, asked to create work and, um, I didn't really know where to start, but I was living in Clemson, uh, for at Clemson university and I was surrounded by nature and, uh, I love nature. And at that time I was an avid rock climber, at least previous to school. And so, um, that was my happy place somewhere in which I felt calm and inspired. And I found myself um, fascinated and fell down the rabbit hole of mushrooms um, simply just by uh, wandering the woods. Um, and next thing you know, I'm sculpting them and researching them more formally at that time, strictly formally and um, like cauliflower mushrooms and uh, mushrooms that are more spindle-like, meaning like they look like spikes. And so I was uh, formally inspired by them and the way that they grew and often mimetically or uh, meaning in clusters. And uh, quickly I actually evolved, my body of work evolved um, to plants and flowers and then eventually um, um, other work. And it wasn't until I was um, living in Asheville uh, about maybe two and a half, three years ago now um, that uh, in my uh, part-time job, someone had mentioned to me fantastic fungi, fungi was um, out in um, the theater, the fine arts theater in Asheville. And uh, he told me a little bit about it. And I was I was so ecstatic. I made sure I went to go see it right away because I already had that seed that was planted of mushrooms. I just hadn't allowed myself to really dive in given the nature of grad school. And so I ended, anyways, I went to the film and I left there feeling 
like something in me had lit on fire and Mm. actually connected the dots. At this point, I'm already in my fine art career or my, um, my art career. And, um, I started understanding another, at another level of my work and what I was creating in, in the embodiment of healing and how mushrooms are our healers. Mm -hmm. And so I had already literally just stepped into my own personal healing journey when it came to, um, consuming mushrooms and, um, psychedelics. So the timing was epic (laughs) in which this, uh, appeared in my life. And, um, uh, I ran with it and started sculpting. And this was literally at the peak of when this film had started coming out. And, um, now here we are, I don't know how long it's been, but maybe about two and a half or three years. Uh, it's fascinating to see how popular mushrooms are, but it makes sense because they want to be heard. They are our healers. Um, they're a reminder that we are all one. We're interconnected. The mycelium network in which they run beneath our feet everywhere mm-hmm. and are connected to the trees and the plants, um, but also are a source of nutrients um, that we eat from. And even in our body, um, we have a fun fungi in us, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I believe and I trust that um, they've been speaking to us and now more people are ready to listen. Uh, We're leveling up consciousness. uh, We're waking up and and, uh, ready to evolve. I'm excited to see where we go from here. (laughs) I often wonder because we're, we're going through a heavy mutation right now. Like I've told you about 2027, <laughs> I kind of can't shut up about it. We have a class that's coming out on it. So definitely um, stick around um, once we drop that class again. But it's interesting because when I watched that movie or that documentary, The Fantastic Fungi, that um, they were talking about um, when the cavemen, like basically their, their skulls and their brains mutated, which Ra Ruhu, the founder of human design also talks about. And there seems to be a correlation to the mutation happening through potentially the consumption of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that it's becoming very popular right now when we're actually going through a cycle of mutation. Mm-hmm. There's, there seems to be some sort of connection there where like, so last year, just so everybody knows, it was actually this time last year, um, I took um, mushrooms for the first time, like as, as a trip. Um, and it was like the most like prolific experience I could have had. And I know that um, like for everybody, it's a different experience. And even every trip is a different journey that you're going to take. Like the last one that I had was like, felt insane. Um, and the, the first one I had was just like really magical and beautiful. The second one too, but like also with, it was like where the darkness and the light meet, which is kind of interesting because we're filming this on the equinox. We're talking yeah. about universal love <laughs> and connection. And we have gate 25 transiting the earth right now. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just like this conversation 
had to happen right now because there's a, uh, like a, a collective, uh, intuition on oneness happening mm-hmm. right now and like direction, like love is a direction. So I feel like that's what the mushrooms are trying to communicate with us is that we are all love and we are all built from the same source. Like mm-hmm. nothing, so- nothing is really above anything else. It's just the material world that gives us the illusion that there is. And I feel like they break that illusion for us. Can you talk to, to us about that? Cause I feel like, you know, the depth of that. Mm. Well, you said that really well. I absolutely agree in everything that you had just mentioned as far as um, that transition, but also uh, how um, we are all one, but it is love and light, you know, and uh, but not in just like a, like a spiritual bypassy kind of way. No, really. It's like, if you tear away the, the like, film that's like over our our eyes you would see what's actually happening Mm -hmm. well and in speaking to the love aspect of it I mean we're all created um from not everyone believes this and I respect Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um but uh some source some sort of we're all energy really let's look at it that way we are all energy whether you're a scientist or you're super woo woo, <laughs> I think most people can agree that we're energy and uh, that alone is we have something in common, right? There's, there's an energy that is pulsating through all of us. And um, I truly uh, have come to understand in my own journey that uh, this love um, these mirrors uh, that we have in our, the love that we exude, but also the mirrors in, that we have in one another and also nature uh, mm-hmm. is uh, showing us that we are one and connected. Um, when consuming mushrooms, at least I can only speak from my experience and everyone's experience is different. Um, but there is a, a reunion a reunion with yourself, um, a coming home of sorts, but also um, there is like a stirring and, and a, um, a reveal of the, the love that's flowing through your own body, but also um, in connection with others. Not everyone um, sits down in a, a, a space and takes mushrooms with other individuals. So perhaps you don't experience that where you have the engagement with someone that you can feel the love through, through your own body in front of someone, but also uh, there is something deeper. Like, for example, when, when I go through, um, when I take mushrooms and I step into ceremony, um, there's an intention um, that I always set um, in not only uh, calling in love, but also um, connecting with the mushroom. And in that process, there, there is almost a, a, a revealing of how much love I have for not only myself, but others and the beauty around me. So if I'm out in nature, there's a, a large uh, part of it that is I'm in awe awe of the beauty around me and in my in my heart in my eye 
eyes, that is the epitome of love, of um, beauty and gratefulness, the gratitude in which um, surfaces when, um, when on psychedelics is immense. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, someone's, I was listening to another podcast a long time ago, like what you were just talking about love and beauty. And they said at the core of everything that is love, the core of love is beauty. Like everything is actually beautiful if you, and I feel like it takes that layer off where you can finally like realize like these bodies are, are just masks we wear and costumes that we wear, but like under the illusion of separateness is oneness. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder, like, are we going to get to this point? Like we're, we're, we're now taking them. Like, it seems like at some, they're starting to become more available um, than they've ever have been before, as well as like some States have legalized it. Canada has legalized it. I'm sure other parts of the world that I, I don't even know it's legal. Um, and it's just really interesting to me to see this transition happening. And also not and like just with medicinal, like going back to the earth, which is really where we're going. The direction after 2027 is leaving this, like where we have to be in this like urban setting and we're going back into nature. And I feel like they're inviting us back into nature to like, tell us like, we can support you. Like you're not, you're not alone in all of this. Do you feel like that might be one of the underlying messages is that we're not alone in all of this? Absolutely. There are reminders, um, reminders that we, we are not all only one and connected, but, um, we come from, the same source of beauty, like we're growing, like a like a seed, for example. We think of a um, a seed and where it starts from. We once were a seed as well, and we've been growing and blooming and um, healing, and also enduring um, death in many ways. Uh, we are embodying those polarities in our lives, and nature does too. There's um, life and destruction, and there comes a point where everything dies. We mm. can't deny that. Um, and I sense that mushrooms are reminding us of that. Um, they grow quickly um, and they die quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and even when ingesting them, whether it is uh, psilocybin or it's medicinal, or if it's, you know, food that, you know, we, we eat on a daily basis, like in your spaghetti sauce or something, um, there, there's a nutritional value to it. So whether it's for your body or for your mind or your spirit, um, uh, it's there. I truly believe that they're reminding us of the beauty within ourselves and oh, the things that we yeah. need in order to um, thrive and be whole <laughs> in so the short time that we have that is really that was very beautiful what just poured out of you just wanted to <laughs> <laughs> I want to just preface that um something that just came to me was how much do you know about what it's actually doing to the structure of our brains and like 
if you don't know, it's okay. But I just, I feel <laughs> like, you know, things that I don't realize, you know, and I'm just going to ask and we'll see what, you know, um, and also like the, the neural pathways and structures that are being reformed and broken down and all of that. Well, I'm not very schooled on um, the science behind it as much. Um, I'll be honest, I read a lot, mm-hmm. but it doesn't all stick for me. I trust that what sticks is of importance and it often shows up in my work, maybe more so in a formal sense than I'm sitting in front of you and can actually explain it in a um, in a way that not only will make sense to the listener, but also maybe very cohesive. <laughs> but um, I can speak to the fact that it's definitely uh, been said and proven that it, it, it changes uh, uh, the way in which our synapses connect mm-hmm. and um, how we understand. Um, and one thing I do wanna speak to is that um, uh, you can take psilocybin, um, but you can also take psilocybin um, uh, that uh, with other mushrooms that help support um, mm-hmm. the digestion. Or um, I guess where I'm going with that is that, that there is different ways in which your body absorbs uh, materials. Like if you take a, a vitamin C pill, you know, only a per particular percentage of it is actually going to be absorbed, right? Um, there are uh, supposedly, according to uh, Paul Stamets, who is um, a well-known scientist and mycologist that many uh, follow and also um, prescribe to his recommendations in taking psilocybin or microdosing and say that uh, taking lion's mane alongside um, uh, psilocybin in a small dosage can actually, um, help with your, um, your, the way in which your, your mind, um, uh, absorbs. Lion's mane is already good for the brain on its own, right? Um, so so that would make sense together. It's like, it's almost like opening up another layer for, yeah, it's a cognitive it, it, um, but also uh, niacin can uh, help with absorption rate mm. um, and allowing the, that medicine uh, to flow through your body. It's basically, in a nutshell, restructuring your brain in the way you think and act and probably your creativity. Okay, so I have another question because you just brought up um, microdosing. And that's not only, like, not only is our mushrooms becoming popular, but microdosing in a variety of fashions, including um, mushrooms is like becoming popular. That was the next step that I took after I went on a, a little trip was like, now I need to still like, there's more, it's almost like I felt like there was a little more work to do where I, I'm not going to be doing, doing multiple trips. I also have kids, but like microdosing from my experience, and you can tell me your you've done it as well. And like, also, if you want to talk a little bit more about what it is and like, why you think it also might be becoming popular with that as well. But from my experience, it was almost like it allowed me to come back into the body without it being like 
too overwhelming. Like if I didn't know that I was taking them, I wouldn't know that I was on them mm-hmm. is almost the experience of microdosing. Like people are like, Oh, like, you're not going to see anything crazy. It just like, I feel like my anxiety slows down. Cause I have a lot of, I have a lot of anxiety. So it, like, I have like no anxiety when I take them. And I just feel like I see, um, how things really are playing out instead of the illusion. Yeah. And it allows me to tap into creativity in a way that I wouldn't be able to. So mm-hmm. how, what are your, what are your thoughts on microdosing? Yeah. Um, well, it, uh, it, it makes sense that microdosing is becoming more popular on for many reasons. Um, one, the mushrooms, um, uh, whether again, it's psilocybin or medicinal. So like lion's mane, reishi, other, uh, forms of, um, healing mushroom herbs, uh, teas, uh, it's, they've come to the forefront and a microdosing is, Uh, The intentions of it is that you take it at a dosage level in which you are not feeling it, but Mm -hmm. it is still in your bloodstream and you are still receiving the medicine. If you feel any sort of agitation or irritation, or you are like seeing things, you have too much, Mm. you scale it down. And I recommend if you're uh, have a scale and you are, you actually say perhaps made that pill yourself or, um, capsule, um, take out some and, mm-hmm. and measure it. Um, a dosage is very important oh, and yeah. that is different for everyone. When I started out, um, I'm very sensitive. I don't even take aspirin very often. Once in a blue moon, will I take, put anything that is not natural in my body. And so I, you know, I, I respond, my body responds quickly. And so I was, um, I started out at 0.1 grams and it was a little bit much for me. And I went down to 0.08. Well, as I continued on my personal journey through microdosing, I found like, okay, I can um, scale it up a little bit, but the intentions of not only dosage, but how often you're taking them is very important. And uh, so like I mentioned earlier, the Paul Stamets stack, or excuse me, the Stamets stack, as they call it, um, recommends four days on three days off. And that is so that your body doesn't become, um, reliant on it. So your tolerance level, right? So with the three day break, it's really important so that you're not only integrating, but taking a break so that you don't have to keep upping the dosage in order to have an effect on your body. But um, going back to um, your initial question, as far as why microdosing is um, perhaps coming more popular is because you're not experiencing uh, that hallucinogenic uh, experience, which a lot of people are afraid of, which is understandable. Like I don't, I want, I want control of my body. I want to control. We all, whether we want to admit it or not, we're trying to have some sort of stability in our lives. And especially if you've got kids or you've got to go to work or you've got an important meeting, you don't want to be high, you know? Um, But there is, um, with microdosing, you're still receiving the benefits of the psilocybin in ways that can make 
a critical difference in the way in which you um, navigate this world. And for me, when I've, I've microdosed on um, different occasions, and usually when I do, it's a series, um, whether it's for a week or it's for a month. So on that, like four days on, three days off. And I find myself uh, also much creative. Um, mood, it boosts my mood. Um, I tend to be, get social anxiety quite easily when in public, especially in groups. And I find myself much more engaged and feeling love in ways, not like, oh, I want to kiss them or anything like that. But like, you know, like I, I have a, a, a general um, affinity for connection in a way that perhaps I might be scared of connection um, previous to having experiencing microdosing. Um, yeah, it can be a really beautiful tool in connecting with yourself, but also others in a more deep and meaningful manner. Oh, for sure. I mean, so I know I, I'm sure people will judge me on this and you can, I mean, obviously I have kids and I, I, I think a lot of people, when they hear microdosing on mushrooms that you are getting high, you are seeing things like you can't actually like function, but you're a functioning human being. Like I can get in my car and drive my car. Um, I can do work. Um, I could, I could, uh, you know, handle my children. It does not change my, like, um, like mental or like physical experience. It's just deepening the levels of almost intimacy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. With yeah. yourself and with others. So I just like, cause I, and I, I kind of wanted to have this conversation, talk about this too, because I think people are afraid of, of one taking it. And then they think microdosing is the same thing as a regular trip, which is not even remotely close because I've done both. <laughs> and I know you've done both. And it's not even remotely the same. Now, obviously people are sensitive and how you, I, I think that's great that you said that like definitely pay attention to the dosages and definitely the first time you, t- you microdose, I would probably not have things happening in your day just so you can see if, you know, you can actually handle whatever dosage you took because that, that I would say, I would like maybe like tell your husband to watch the kids or something, or like, you know, like don't have any don't do it on a work day, you know, like, like be mindful with the first experience so that you can see if you are on the right dosage. Now I will say in like legal areas, they have like forms of like little capsules now where you, you can just, they have them already dosed out and you can see what the dosages are and you can see how much you, you want to take or not want to take. And I think that that's kind of fantastic (laughs) that that's becoming a thing. It's in like, they have it in like gummy form now, which I've tried that and it's disgusting. Um, for me, um, maybe I got, (laughs) maybe I got the wrong one. I don't know, but it's just, it's just so fascinating that I'm like, if I'm like, if we could just like drug, I'm going to say something really weird. We can just totally bypass this afterwards, but I have to say it could just like drug the government. You know, like put a little in their morning coffee. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if some people are uh, hesitant to take it in the government just because they know they know the facts that oh, oh you know, it's 
it can change the viewpoint of how we navigate this world. But maybe we need, but that's the thing is we do need to change. Yeah, we absolutely do. Um, I do want to speak to um, a couple of things that you said. Oh, it's like, oh, I like, didn't want to interrupt you. No, no, go ahead. Um, let's see if I can, I can get there. Oh, as far as dosages, we were, you were talking about dosages. Um, I, I definitely, as I mentioned earlier, it's really important to be aware of how much you take at first as well. I agree with that. Um, when I first uh, started microdosing, thankfully it was uh, shut down during COVID 2020. Mm -hmm. And um, I knew I was in the space and time in which I was ready, um, but also I didn't have to go to work. Yeah. And out of respect um, for my uh, bosses and, you know, the place in which I worked, you know, uh, I, I felt like it was a safe, 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 safe time to do that. Um, but there is a note that I do want to mention as far as if you are making your own capsules and grinding up your own mushrooms and making your capsules, just like if you were to take, um, a two gram dosage for a, a trip, a journey, um, one mushroom cap that looks identical to another mushroom cap, one could be stronger than the other, mm. you know? So um, weighing your capsules and, and making sure they're as close as possible is, is important, but also knowing that one day you might actually feel it a little bit more than a, another day. Um, I don't, I'm at this place where now I know my dosage and I'm mm -hmm. happy with my dosage that like, I, I don't think I've ever really had a problem with like also going out on the real or and like, oh shit, I'm, I'm feeling it, you know, yeah. early yeah. on I did. Oh, I did, you know, um, perhaps cause I wasn't as careful <laughs> in measuring, but also knowing that, um, uh, depending on the physical mushroom itself and grinding it up, one could have more psilocybin mm. than the other, but it, I'm interested and fascinated about reading more about how it's maybe controlled, I say, in the, uh, the medical industry and how they're making their capsules and how they measure that. I wonder if there's a tool to measure that. I'm not sure. I've gotten it from facilities like that before. And each dosha, each capsule was the same. Like there was no difference. That's why, like, if you are in a legal area, like that might be the place to start. But again, like one, we're not doctors. Let me preface. Like, I feel like I should have prefaced this at the beginning. We're not <laughs> doctors. So you can ignore everything we just said, or, um, you can consult with, I don't know who, um, <laughs> cause I don't know if it could be your doctor. Cause like, that's not really, unless it's in a legal space, then maybe then other probably is a doctor that you would have to talk to. Like in Florida, when you, you can get your medical marijuana card, you had to go to a doctor. So if you are in a legal space, I'm sure there is a doctor that you would be able to speak to. Um, but I would say less is more like at the beginning, um, like start way, way, way less, and then maybe increase a little bit after that. And that way you can see, instead of going like, you know what I like this scientist or doctor, or whoever that, you know, has been creating dosages said, do this one. 
um, and I'm going to do that one. Like maybe go a little bit less than what anybody's saying at the beginning, or if you're in a legal area, you can pick up a capsule and that might be the safest space to, to start. But um, yeah, I'd say the first time, just do it in a safe space where you don't have to actually do anything because, or, or while you're figuring out your dosage, like don't be doing it around times when you have to be with your kids or whatever. I, I was starting out on like weekends when, you know, my husband can deal with the kids or we didn't have anything going on. Um, but again, like I never had an, I never had any experience where I felt when I was microdosing that, um, I don't know that I was like under the influence. It was all normal, I guess <laughs> me, whatever normal is. Yeah. I only had that one time where I don't know if I just had just a little bit more mushroom in it. Keep in mind, we're talking like bump it up a little bit. Like you said, starting low, like they suggest 0.1 grams. I mean, I started at 0.08 mm-hmm. and then, uh, after years of like, again, on and off and multiple journeys with mushrooms, I've, I'm now at like 0.18, you know, um, there was a point for a long time was at 0.13. So like, you're talking like tiny adjustments, like, um, it's better to be, I mean, we're both to find spleens here. It's just better to be safe guys <laughs> as we're talking about a non-safe issue. <laughs> but one other thing that I wanted um, to mention um, that I thought of when you were speaking about, you know, paying attention or creating a space or time in your life. And um, an, another, I would call it a ritual that can go along with mm-hmm. our intention with uh, microdosing is journaling. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. journaling every day alongside, um, this chapter again, whether it's a week or two weeks or a month, you know, and, um, being a witness, uh, of your journey and how perhaps it's affecting you or how you're engaging differently, or, um, perhaps the shifts are, would be more apparent if you, uh, are able to go back and like, wow, let me take that in. Cause there is an integration period after you, uh, consume anything. I mean, I'll, let's just stick to mushrooms, but like, <laughs> if you can, what else you take? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> there, there should be an integration period in which that you are coming home to yourself and taking in the experience and digesting it. I mean, really even relationships after you break up with someone, mm-hmm. um, you should take a break and, you know, uh, evaluate. Well, it yeah. hits the reset button for you. Yeah. That's what yeah. I feel like when you go on an actual journey does, is it like, really, it's like, I'm going to restart. I'm going to shatter you, <laughs> right? I'm going to break everything inside of you. And then we're going to integrate, put you back in the real world. And as you're going back into the real world, we're going to be moving parts in your brain. And it's almost like you're like starting over again. And you're like, where am I? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I remember my last experience when I did the camping one, which you can go back a few episodes from this one. I forget which episode it is where I talk about <laughs> that journey. Um, but I remember when I walked in the door, I was wearing my hoodie and it was like over my, over me like this. 
And then I had another jacket on and then I had my sunglasses on. And my husband's like, have you come to rob us? Like, what is (laughs) (laughs) just like, what, what is happening there? And I remember I had to like sleep the whole day. I, well, I also was sleeping on the the floor in a tent, which is like, I don't know at this. I'm like, I don't know if I can, I feel like I need like better camping gear because that was horrible. I could not sleep. (laughs) We are getting older, my dear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My back is not what it once was after, you know, getting hit by a car. So, Mm, so yeah. So I just, I don't know. I'm like, maybe, I mean, I, I just, I'm like, maybe I need a safer setting next time. Mm. Like, and like access to a phone. Like, I didn't realize like how much we were going off the grid when, you know, our cell service was gone. (laughs) Which sometimes I think can be a really great thing though. Like when I do my own personal journeys with myself, no one else around in my home, I turn off all yeah, but I mean, you in case you um, of an emergency, you would be absolutely. able to turn it back absolutely. on. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes, de- oh, definitely like unplug. I feel yeah. like that's the number one. You sh- Have you ever looked at your phone? When it's crazy. On- <laughs> <laughs> it's First of all, can we talk about a few things that happen? Can we, I, this is one of the, 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 the last things I wanted to talk about was like what our experiences have been because mine have been especially the first one um and like I can see this especially in the water because you can see all the fractal lines and the geometric shapes and patterns that are actually like the grid it shows you the Mm -hmm. fucking grid right and the fractal lines that are running from me to you and like it's just crazy it's like it sounds crazy but it like removes the illusion and then all of a sudden you get a chance to see what's underneath and one thing that the founder of human design talked talked about um and he definitely took a lot of stuff but i mean it just happened but you know but like i cannot knock him for taking one i've taken stuff and i'm taking stuff like i cannot knock him for taking stuff because it really if you can surrender to like remove all the stigma around it and just surrender that it's here to give us a deeper message and unlock parts of us that we would never be able to experience without it. Like he said that if we were to be able to see what's really happening here, like on this planet, like, like with our human eyes, like we would not be able to actually see anything because the neutrinos, which are these subatomic particles that are coming from the planets, from the stars through the planets getting imprinted by the planets and then rushing to us um and they pick up um an imprintation of everything they hit it's like this tiny particle that's bumping into all these things and then they they imprint in you and they completely change the structure the substructure of who you are and so he said that if we were to be able to see that like we would not be able to actually see anything because Mm -hmm covered we can't even see what's actually happening we can't see these fractal lines we can't see these geometric patterns so have you had an experience like that (laughs) what has been your experience well well, what comes to mind just to uh, piggyback on what you're saying is like it's the veil you know Mm -hmm. there's a veil and there uh there is something to be said about lifting those veils i mean we, we have layers of 
within our own being onion layers, you know, and that's what I feel like many of us are doing is peeling away, you know, those layers within ourselves, but in, beyond us, there's even more layers in, in the universe and what we're seeing. So anyways, I wanted to speak to that veil. Yeah. I feel yeah. Um, yeah, I, um, every journey is different. Um, uh, but almost always when I drop into that sacred space and uh, the mushroom, um, starts, uh, um, flowing <laughs> through my body and through my bloodstream. And, um, I, I call it a portal. It's like stepping through this portal. It's really intense. Um, I, I'm very sensitive to energies as it is, um, but it's uh, very intense in my body. Um, but then once I started acclimating to that energy, I often do start seeing sacred geometry. Um, as strange as it is to say this <laughs> on a Not podcast. That. Like our audience is a bunch of weirdos. Just okay. Well, I'm totally that. a weirdo too, but <laughs> still, it's still weird to say. Um, like I often have to go to the bathroom. Um, and that is my personal first signal that I'm like, okay, yeah. Like not only cause I need to walk away and be in my own space and because I'm so sensitive to other people's energy, sometimes it's, it, it's really important for me to be alone as I'm stepping through that portal. Um, but also, uh, when I'm in the bathroom, I often, um, am seeing, uh, sacred geometry all over my body. Like, yeah, uh, running through my on my skin, and it is so beautiful. And uh, sometimes uh, that sacred geometry can be seen in lights and colors, especially in nature. Um, um, but depending on my space, uh, that can dissipate uh, over time. Um, I hope that answers your question as far as that goes. Yeah. I don't know if you want me to talk more about my experiences. Did you have, have you had any real awakenings from these experiences <laughs> that you'd like to share with us? And you can be as vulnerable or not. As you want. There's no, there's no right or wrong. Um, well, there's many, many beautiful and very difficult experiences I've had too. Um, I was um, blessed with the opportunity to, um, step into my healing journey, um, supported with other um, beautiful souls uh, that I felt safe um, with to cry and to verbally share things or sing or make sounds. Um, but as far as uh, any particular journey um, of trend, like transformation, yeah, there's many that come to mind. Um, I'm not quite sure if I, uh, am ready to talk about it in detail, but there has, um, there was one in particular that was really profound to watch unfold. Um, there was, an, another friend at the time, um, uh, who I was going through, uh, yoga teacher training with, um, who, uh, we actually came together in ceremony. Um, in partnership, meaning um, I didn't see it coming. I don't think he saw it coming oh. at all. It was, um, so we had a journey just of four, four people and, um, 
And uh, most of the time we often are doing our own thing or in our world, wandering nature, you know, whether we're doing yoga or taking a walk in nature, but um, him and I um, chose to come together towards the end of the journey, actually, and um, go for a walk. And our lives were never the same after that. Um, we came together in partnership, made the choice of like, something's here. And we saw each other in a new light. And he um, was also a shaman. Uh, so that experience with him at that time set me on a new path of um, not only relationship and having that mirror in relationship through him, right? Um, and growing, but also um, uh, uh, the, the excitement of part partnership, but also we helped each other um, step through some really difficult uh, things in our lives and see, um, see how we needed to grow individually, um, but also within partnership. So um, yeah, that was probably one of the most profound and transformational experiences I had that him and I actually continued to do journey work together and has helped me uh, um, be able to do journeys by myself too, because it's, it can be scary. It can be oh, yeah. scary, like um, knowing that no one's around or like, what if I have a bad trip or, you know, um, and I, I thank him, um, probably will never hear this podcast, but, you know, for opening up my eyes and I'm sending it to him now. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, but it, it's also more importantly, it was the mushroom that, um, really revealed, um, um, something, uh, that both of us needed to see and that we needed each other at that time. Um, but as far as personal journeys, um, there's been journeys where I, I did a lot of crying or I, um, did a lot of writing or even some I purged because I needed to purge. I need to get rid of that energy that was stuck in me that was no longer yeah. serving me. And yeah, sometimes it's the mushroom. Sometimes it's like, it's, you know, it's like scientifically it's, you know, we're eating poison. Yeah. You know? it, it, it may not um, agree with your stomach. Um, but at least in a uh, couple ceremonies I've had, I came out of realizing that no, there was more to it. Um, like they say in ayahuasca journeys, you know, the purging is a really important part of it. And I believe that that's possible also in um, mushroom journeys at oh, higher dosages. Sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. That was my last experience, which I didn't, I didn't know that that was like a thing. Um, and it was just like this, like it's, I don't even know how to explain like how fast it hit me where it was like one second I was fine. And then the next second I'm like, oh, this is, this is where I die. Like this is, it went like, so from zero to a hundred where I was like, this is like the scariest, like that, that pain that's in your, that starts in your stomach with it, where you need to get it out, but you don't know if like you're about to die or if you're about to throw up because it's just like so intense. 
Um, I had never experienced that before. And that's why I'm like, if I were to ever do this again, because I didn't know, and, and I'm such a third line and people can, you know, judge me if they want. I really don't care at this point, but I, I now know like maybe that there needs to unplug, turn off my phone, but it, in case of emergency, like know that there is yeah. a hospital I can contact, you know, like, I feel like you have to know the safety of this, of, of what you should do. Definitely do your research. I mean, there's obviously facilitators that you can do these with as well. Like make sure you're doing your correct research. Like I definitely feel like I made a, like a mistake with this last one with the way that I did it, but I don't know. Luckily I'm a third line and have like nine lives. I don't know how many I've lost at this point. <laughs> but you don't need me to tell you that everything happens for a reason. And then, and, and what that experience is definitely um, shifted you and, and gave you oh, yeah. the awareness that maybe you would do something differently. And I agree. Like whenever I do my own personal journeys, um, which is very intentional and uh, there's no rhyme or reason and when I do it exactly, but it could be like once a year, for example, I do, I, I, you know, tap in or drop in, I should say. Um, and I make sure that I share it with a dear friend of mine that I trust. And I say, Hey, just to let you know, I'm, I'm going to be going in a journey. Can I call you if I need you, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's important to, to have those backup plans. And again, we are not doctors. No. Oh, <laughs> this is just our experience, but like it's, <laughs> it's, um, everything's a risk, right? sharing our heart, being vulnerable on, I mean, honestly, coming on this podcast, I was like, shit, like, I'm like, talking about some illegal stuff here, you know, like, yeah, it's a risk, but I truly believe that um, this work, if, if we choose to do it, if this is our, if we're called to do this work, and take psilocybin at larger dosages, um, in a responsible manner, yeah, that it, it, it is capable of helping us on grow and evolve and step through those things that in w- which are maybe holding us back, but also trauma, mm-hmm. trauma work. Like that's one reason why microdosing, I believe is such oh, a yeah. big thing right now is because oh, yeah. so many of us, all of us from the day we're born, some of us are, are, are enduring uh, multiple trauma experiences and being born is a trauma. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Depending so. on the way you were raised in your family environment and who your parents were, but even beyond your parents, like our daily lives, you know, mm-hmm. like something could happen, like your accident, for example, you know, that's something that's in our body. We're holding that memory in our body. And I truly believe that this, this medicine fungi is capable of helping us let go and and release and come come to peace or more so even awareness that's key Mm. is awareness of of that trauma that is perhaps um in in our bodies i think our audience could relate to the awareness part because i feel like that's the gift that um human design has given Mm. is the awareness that you would never get to have like i feel like finding human design is a gift because it allows you to see the unconscious, these fixed parts in ourselves that 
we may have a sense of, but we don't have a deeper understanding of the why or how, or even when it shows up, like there's mannerisms I have in my physical body that I do that I know, like, I actually know why I'm doing them after learning my human design. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's, that's the depth that we're trying to come to is this deeper awareness of being human. Yeah. How can we change if we're not aware? You really? I mean, and, and sometimes maybe there's some aspects in real life where we don't want to change and, and that's okay too. But I, I, I do believe that there, there is an unconscious, um, uh, desire in us in some ways that, uh, wants to be, um, to evolve. And I think more of us are really recognizing that we have to, in order to save this planet, to yeah. save ourselves, <laughs> like all of it, a hundred percent. Is there anything lastly you would want to let our audience know about mushrooms that maybe that you, I didn't ask you a question on, or that you would like to share? Um, well, I think I kind of touched on it, but there are multiple different types of mushrooms. If you don't feel comfortable um, consuming psilocybin mushrooms um, or eating mush like mushrooms in your food, some people don't like the textures or such, um, you can still um, reap the benefits of what they have to offer for us in um, other forms. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, lion's mane and reishi and shiitake. And there's, I mean, I could list all of them. Well, maybe I can't, but you know what I mean? Like there is so many out there and that are plastered all over social media these days in your coffee or in your matcha, you know, yeah, um, but also, but also in like extracts, um, or tinctures. Um, mm -hmm. that's one thing I came to, um, loving as part of my daily ritual is not only when I take my multivitamins or my vitamins, I should say, um, but I uh, add drops of uh, lion's mane and reishi um, and turkey tail in my water um, mm. or in my smoothie. And um, I have felt the difference. Like I don't always have the best, I haven't had the best memory when it comes to things. And after many years of working with lion's mane, um, uh, I feel a difference and I'm really grateful for it. And so just know that there are many ways in which mushrooms are speaking to us. And if you have not watched the movie or the film Fantastic Fungi, I highly recommend it. Um, I think it's life altering, to be quite honest with you. I think more people need to see it. Um, a lot of people um, have witnessed my journey and be like, what the hell, Nina? What's up with the mushrooms? Why are you obsessed with the mushrooms? And um, I uh, point them to that film because I could, I could maybe scratch at the surface of why, and even this podcast is scratching the surface of why mushrooms are important to, to us in this planet. Mm -hmm. um, but they are our healers and they are not only here to help this planet, but heal us. And so I hope that you educate yourself and help educate others and um, if not, that's okay too. Uh, but just know that um, 
they, uh, mushrooms and fungi are, are doing great things. Yes. All your words. I, I know that you're like, I don't know what I'm saying. Cause I'm right brain, but your words just flow. <laughs> Not always, but thank you. <laughs> well, is if, okay. So one last thing that I want to ask you before I let you go is, is there any message that you would like to give to our audience that you think they might need to know in this very moment, just in general, does not have any, does not have to have anything to do with mushrooms, just a general statement that you'd like to share with the audience. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing, like just in this immediate moment, what comes to mind is follow your intuition, listen to your heart. Um, I often use the term, uh, follow the breadcrumbs, um, to, be living in the moment and truly trusting that what you need um, will be shown to you. Um, and rather than chasing or um, trying to have control in our lives, I truly believe that allowing yourself to flow through this uh, experience, um, which is really hard. It's really hard to be in the moment and, and um not be distracted about your to-do list or what you need to do um, tomorrow. Um, but um, yeah, follow your heart, trust your intuition. Usually your first thing that comes to mind is usually the correct option. Follow um, your authority. And, and do it with love. Yeah. With love. Um, I really, that is the ultimate truth in my, in my, my world, at least is love. Wow. That was beautiful. And I love that we're doing this while gate 46, which is love of the body is transiting mm -hmm. the sun and then gate 25, which is universal love is transiting the earth. So mm. it's, it's like you spoke, <laughs> you spoke through those two gates, which you don't actually have because you have a completely open G center, but I have, I have, that's part of my incarnation cross. It's part of the vessel of love, um, incarnation cross. And it's, um, two of the love gates there's actually a bunch that aren't just in the g center but that's where the vessel of love sits is in the g center which is connected to the heart mm. so you kind of were able i feel like to speak through that through me <laughs> you're you're like a mirror of the g center and mine mine's defined and i have those we're all mirrors right <laughs> we're, we are i mean we really are so go look in the mirror i guess <laughs> and see what uh where you're who you are and where you're at and realize that there's nothing separating you except for who you think you are we're all connected mm -hmm. we're all one mm -hmm. so thank you so much for listening and thank you nina for being here and sharing your second line genius and your six line wisdom because we need like we need more of that and we are evolving into the six line humanity is moving towards the six because the six is the highest um almost like frequency for humanity to be operating at obviously it's going to take a very long time to get there with where we're at right now but it's the progression of the evolutionary storyline that we're all living out that's what the transits help us see so Thank you for being here. And um, I guess we will see you guys or I will see you over on the next one. Thank Have you so a, much, Crystal. You're so welcome. Thank you. So grateful. <sighs>
Have a great day wherever you're at. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Crystal and I are really here as Defined Hearts to provide value to you with our unique insights. If you have found any of this episode valuable to you, we ask that you share with a friend, tag us with a highlight on Instagram, and write us a review so we can reach more people. Human design and astrology are tools to guide us toward our transformation. You are a unique and beautiful being, and we encourage you to let that light inside of you shine bright. See you in the next episode, friends.